What is going on everybody? Hollywood Cole back again with Clear Fire for another H&K video game experience. Today we want to talk about the Nintendo Direct that just happened. Um, did you Were you able to see it clear? I didn't watch it, but I've, I've read all the um, write-ups about it. So um, I know the information that went on. Just didn't watch the actual video feed of it. Okay, yeah. I, uh, I saw the thing you posted on Facebook for uh, for the H&K uh, fans out there on uh, Facebook and I saw that it came on at four o'clock. I tried to get home in time and I was driving when it came on, but I got home right when it was over and started it up off the Nintendo uh, website and got to watch the whole thing again. Or not again, but for the first time. And I gotta say, man, overall, dude, I was very, very happy and very impressed with this um, Nintendo Direct. I thought it was outstanding. They got a they they dropped a ton of good stuff on it. it. It's probably I'd probably say the best one since the uh since the announcement of Super Smash Brothers. I mean, it's it's a it, it's going to be a pretty big one there, so. What, you saying the update? The the uh the the Nintendo Direct since they were since they announced oh, Super the Smash biggest Brothers one since they released. Yeah. It. Okay, I thought you were talking yeah. about the uh the update they had. Yeah. Um well, so f- well, let's just go down the list here, man. Uh, Mario Maker Two announced. Of course, everybody's waiting for that, and uh, very excited about that. I never got to play Mario Maker One, so very excited about that. And they're kind of like, you know, the only thing is going to have to have a stylus to do it, and I don't want to have to poke, you know, use my finger. And uh, the stylus made it on the Wii U, and so I don't know how they're going to mm-hmm. have to release it with a stylus or something. Um, Heck, you can get a you can get a stylus anywhere and it should and it should work with the with the touch screen on the uh, nintendo switch yeah so as long as that works and it's compatible then we're going to be good um the only problem is is you're gonna you'll never be able to play it docked i mean you won't be able to make your boards docked so as soon as it's docked you know you're gonna have to have a cursor but if they design it and develop it with the uh cursor kind of like with mario paint back in the day i think that i think it could work out just fine so it just depends on how they make that cursor movement and that switch over to where you're not always relying on touchscreen. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be very, very tough. I mean, because it's just like broken down in little blocks, you know, so you're having to push each little block down, and it just would be very difficult with a cursor. It wouldn't be difficult. It would just take a long time with a cursor. And so I'm hoping that, um, I mean, they're going to have it, like you said, it's going to have to be undocked to build a stage. Mm-hmm. You put this different little... Uh, things uh, on the game like you can go do hey, I got 10 lives I'm going to try to get through 10 stages or 100 lives and to get through either easy medium or hard or very hard and it's just they, the different people's stages um, you know it keeps it with your record Mario Maker's a, a great game I was super pumped to see that they look, it looks like they added a lot of uh, say a lot and a few new features in there like we can draw out how the little snakes kind of go through mm-hmm. um yeah i saw that that was pretty cool different um just different enemies and stuff like that just different things that you could do so well my one concern with it is is right now we all know that um friending up with people is very um not user friendly <laughs> on the Nintendo Switch. So playing other people's stages and how they do that, I hope that they've gotten that developed better. So that's not that doesn't become too cumbersome in the system. No, you can send uh, a invite to a friend to play your stage. Or you know or no but, you would send a stage code to whoever you want. Like if we could put so if we design one, you could put a stage code stage code on the Facebook 
and then everybody can mm-hmm. just type that code in to go straight to your and they can rate it, leave a comment, and everything. Okay, okay, yeah, that's that's what that would be my one concern was just because the you know playing with other people on the Switch can be cumbersome at times depending on what game you're playing. So if there's like basically okay, here's just my board code, you can go play it. However, then yeah, that that's not going to be too bad. But you know. Uh, that's the one thing I'm always hoping that Nintendo does better with is uh, just fixing some of the issues with the um, playing with other people and stuff like that. Because um, Sony and Xbox both have that nailed pretty down. Have that nailed pretty well. Nintendo's a little flaky on that, in my opinion. And then just want to add, Mar- uh, Nintendo is the master at making paraphernalia for systems, so they could very easily have a mouse or some type of thing that would help do that so yeah yeah they may release a mouse wouldn't be wouldn't be too so 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 super concerned with that that's probably what they'll do they're really good at doing things like that so a mouse would be better than a stylus if you ask me oh i think a mouse would be great or even a touchpad that you could do it with yeah so that way you have that fine touch control so all right well let's go down this list we got a whole lot so marvel ultimate alliance 3 um did you play any of the other uh, Ultimate Alliances? I never really, I never really did. I don't remember playing any other ones. So, oh, they're um, great. So you get to pick, obviously, out a ton of characters, um, and they all have little skill trees and stuff like that that you can kind of go down as you level up, kind of a beat 'em up, uh, isometric view from yeah. a certain angle. And so now we're trying to stop Thanos. I mean, it could be cool. It looks pretty. It'd be fun if you have a lot of people playing it. Which, by the way, Mario Maker is coming out in June 2019. If you did so, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three is coming out in the summer of 2019. Um, so, I mean, it's not much to say. It's probably, probably the same as the I'll, first two, but I'm, I'll probably give it a spin just because you know I'm wanting to try different games and step out of my realm of what I normally play. So I'll probably give it a shot, especially too, because you know beat 'em ups can be fun. I mean, I love I love Super Smash Brothers. So yeah, I mean, so uh, but the Ultimate Alliance. I mean, I like it because of the RP. It's almost like a. I mean, it's got gear and stuff that drops. I was gonna say it's almost like a Diablo. That's an a very uh, very watered down Diablo. I don't know if some people like <laughs> comparing Marvel Ultimate Alliance to Diablo, but uh, you know it uh, it does drop loot and it's purple. You know, green, mm-hmm. blue, stuff like that. So it's fun. Um, you know, story's okay. You know, you got to pick. Yeah. You, you control, at least on the one that I played, Marvel Alliance 1, you could control, you pick four characters, you control it all four. So you, mm-hmm. it's like you use your little D pad and pick, you know, which character you want to control at the time. And sometimes they'd have stuff like the bridges out. So you need Storm to come by or Iceman and make an ice yeah. bridge and so on. So, okay. Pretty cool. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. It's not, nothing to write home about. But it's mm. good enough to, to be a lot of fun. And then we have Box Boy and Box Girl, a two-player puzzle game. Did you see that one or read that? Yeah, I saw that. No, I read about that, and I was just kind of like, huh. Yeah, it's kind of like. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sitting there reading through it, and then, too, it's, a, it's actually a series. So there's actually other games of it. I've never heard of it. And uh, it was on the 3DS, and that's probably why I didn't hear it because ne- I've never really played 3DS. And the last, the last game in the series was actually Bye Bye Box Boy, <laughs> and so, <laughs> and, so it's like, and so I guess they got Box Girl, so they're gonna you know bring back Box Boy. I, I don't know much about this game or anything. I don't know if I'd check it out or not. Yeah, so. it's a two-player puzzle game, so I mean, it's just a special niche for people. April mm-hmm. 26, 2019, in the eShop. 
All right, and then we started talking about the Super Smash Bros. 3.0 update. No news about it, but it's supposed to be big. The 3.0 update mm-hmm. is going to be big, and I hope it's more than just Joker. Well, they said that uh, in their DLCs, they're going to have usually a character and at least a stage. So you should see a new stage and the character Joker if you have um, if you have the D- if either if you have the season pass or whatever their pass is called or if you decide to buy the DLCs each individually. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's more than that because mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it probably will be. It'll probably be a little more than that. I mean, one too. character who I mean, you already got your character that you want to you want to play Smash with. I mean, there's some serious Smash Bro players out there that'll oh, play yeah. with all these others, but you know, you you got your usually, one or two, and then that's yeah. You usually dial into a few, and that's it. You know, so getting all the other ones, you know, yeah, it's nice, but how often are you going to play with them? Right. So then, a uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, another Wii U port, It's now got a two-player mode and a little bit more DLC. And um, beat 'em ups. Uh, guy on um, YouTube had a good point with this one. That this is kind of probably what it should have been when it was released, instead of just a straight direct port. It should have had these features in there because even they re-released stuff on the Wii U. Either got all the DLC for it, or you know, I don't know. Treasure Tracker. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a fun little. It's just a fun game. It's like a little. It's an- and once again, it's another one that I never played. So, I mean, when you're looking at um, playing, because, I mean, with me being out of the game for the Wii and the Wii U, I mean, yeah, I did play some games on the Wii. I didn't really play anything on the Wii U. Yeah. So Wii U is a great system, but um, and it has a lot of fun fun games on it. We just didn't sell. But, um, yeah, that's just another port. So, all right, so far, we got Mario Maker and Captain Toad Treasure Tracker that, well, Treasure Tracker is already ported over, but a little DLC mm-hmm. for that. Mario Maker 2, so it's going to have some new features, which they could re-release Mario Maker 1 on Switch. It would have been awesome. Because um, that's one that the game is always changing. So, mm-hmm. uh, so far, out of the ones we've mentioned, only Mario Maker 2 has gotten me excited. And Smash Brothers probably would if I knew what the update was, but we oh. don't. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mario Maker definitely has me pumped up because it's, it, you know, I always talked about wanting to play it. Uh, playing regular Mario Maker since I never had a Switch, uh, not a Switch, but a Wii, Wii U. You know, so I'm pumped about getting to play that. That'll, that'll be a fun one. I'll probably end up dropping a lot of time in that and not so much creating boards, but playing other people's boards because that just to, to me seems uh, seems like a lot of fun. And then, uh, so this one I'm super pumped about, Bloodstain Ritual of the Night from the guy that did Symphony of the Night, mm-hmm. uh, which by the way, Toad, sorry, Toad Tracker comes out in March. Um, Treasure Tracker comes out in March. So Bloodstain Ritual of the Night, it even looked good. I mean, the way the playing, you know, it looked really good. Some girls jumping around, hitting with a knife, and you get the numbers that pop up. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, equipment drops and all this kind of stuff. And just, this is a game for Nintendo uh, Switch. (laughs) It looks great. And I'm super pumped about this one. That's one. That comes out this summer, 2019. It's just another Symphony of the Night. You know, they kind of went to the, um, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank on the names. But uh, Circle of the Moon, something like that for uh, Shadows of the Moon, something like that for uh, mm-hmm. for D- uh, DS. So the last two that I played, the two that were on DS that were those Metroidvania type of Castlevanias I played, and they were okay. Yeah. I'm just not a handheld guy, but this one looks really good. I'm excited about that. Then we got Dragon Quest Builders 2, which I played one, and it just didn't really, it's kind of like, eh, it's great. I mean, it's good, but 
Yeah, I think it, I think it'll be a, a cool game for uh, for those people out there that play that they're, one. The but people just, that, yeah, they're excited about it. it. It's just not it's just not my it's not my cup of tea on that one. Yeah, local co op, uh, local co op or online uh, co op uh, supposed to make it or break that. You're supposed to make that game. You know, just just kind of push it mm-hmm. over the edge there because a lot of people that are Dragon Quest builders fans they are super pumped about part two because of that. And um, so that comes out July 12th, 2019. And we're going to miss some of these games. Some of the ones I wasn't, didn't really care about, I just kind of blasted past. So if I'm missing some, it's because I didn't think they were worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Just for us. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. Okay, so this has been out. This is a, a, a here in America on PS4. I've talked about this in my Smooth Ramblings. Yeah. But now, so this was very, very unique. And this has really got me excited. This is not coming out until the fall. So it's not coming out till closer to the end of the year. But I will wait because... Uh, it's got some new stuff. It's got skill points, new uh, new abilities, stuff like that. Enemies are out in the open. And as we were watching, or as I was watching this um, this pl- this uh, being you know played on the Nintendo Direct, I really, I literally said, you know what would be cool is if you could change from the new graphics to the old graphics, and you literally can in this game. You can change. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, from the new to the sixteen bit graphics, and dude, that it that's just that's genius. That's a that's a game changer right there. I mean, to be able to give a person the ability to play it in a classic style yeah. and still be the new game, that's really that's really cool. And it takes a lot of thought to say, hey, let's do that yeah. and let's give it in the same game. You know, it's not even, you don't have to switch games to do that. That's that's awesome. Because it just, for whatever reason, it doesn't feel like a Dragon Quest game to me when it's that, you know, the different color cartoons and all this. I like the old sprites and stuff and the 16-bit ones we never really played here they, none mm-hmm. of them came out in america so uh that's gonna be great i'm gonna wait for that one uh so i'm super pumped okay. about that so so far three games on the okay. list that i am i love about the, yeah i love the old 8-bit dragon quest you know those were some those were a blast you know yeah they kind of so. they didn't really age. i mean they're okay that, that, i tried to play part two just recently and def- i got hung up on it and it was, it was fun but i just it yeah, it's definitely not a game that I that I'm like, oh, let me go back and play. But it's something that I remember, like, oh man, yeah, I loved playing that back in the day. So you know, it's it's one of those that have that nostalgia factor to it. And just to add in that little bit of extra there, that I think Nintendo's going that extra step. That's always a good thing. Yeah, that was a really cool addition to that. And I don't think the I'm almost positive the PlayStation Four one does not have that feature. I would have known about it. I would think. But uh, maybe it does. But Nintendo always, it, you know, they really switched <laughs> switched it over for their Switch. Well, f- you know, well for only nine ninety nine, you can buy the sixteen bit feature. Oh, really? That's what they did? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, so, it's so realistic. I was just like, okay, with, with, with the with the with the way that, that gaming has been doing that lately, you know, it's probably it's probably some add on DLC feature that you pay nine ninety nine for. You can have it, <laughs> right? It's, that's just my little frustration about something I saw earlier today, too. All right. And then they had Disney's Sumi Sumi Festival, and that's what they have. And then we got uh, Starlink <laughs> stuff with more Star Fox stuff and Starlink. So I have Starlink. I bought the game because I got it for like 40 bucks. Yeah. You know, with the whole starter kit and everything. I still have not taken it out of the box yet. Yeah. It's one of those games. Because I, I, I was like, I want to get it with Starlink with the Star Fox set. And I got it on the Nintendo Switch just so I could have the Star Fox special stuff. And I, all I've heard so far is, you know, that it's a really good game. And it's kind of like a 
upscaled version of No Man's Sky, like a fighter okay. version of No Man's Sky. So I, I ho- hopefully one day I'll take it out of the box and play it. I mean, I, I bought it, so I might as well. Yeah, but, just I don't hear anything about it. I don't know. Like, to me, yeah, it, looks the like, thing is, it looks like one of those um, Disney Skylander type yeah. of games. And like, I'm not going to, I don't spend money on that. I hate that business model. Well, I'm, I'm afraid that, you know, when I pull it out and I see that, you know, I'm not, and I'm not sure if I have to have this, but if I always have to have my controllers, my Joy Cons connected to that, you know, basically toy that's in there. <laughs> I mean, it's got, you know, if I have to have it connected to that at all times, I think that's going to take it away, take away the fun factor for me. Yeah. But I'm going to give it a shot because I do have it, you know, and I thought it would be some fun nostalgia to have for my son as well, just because I remember playing Star Fox back in the day and I was like, oh man, it's the Star Fox. It's actually Star Fox ship and everything. So I might as well have it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, if I have to buy extra parts for it to, you know, be able to get other things in the game, you know, yeah, that, that to me is just like, oh, I'm not doing that. That's, 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 that's a microtransaction model that I. I just can't the box, do it. Can't deal. The Starlink box looks like the Disney Skylander box. It's why, mm-hmm. and it has a little clear thing. Oh, it's got a little toy with it. And I'm like, dude, can't do it. That's I, that model. I will not participate in. But um, next up in the list and the in the uh, direct was Rune Factory Four and Five. Okay, so Rune Factory Four is a remake. Are poured over to the Switch, and then Rune Factory Five is in development, and it's an RPG that looks like there's just so much to do, and it's one of those that I have not really heard about or kept up with. It's probably almost like a Persona. Persona's now becoming a little bit more mainstream, but it used to not be. And I bet Rune Factory is the same way, but you can garden, you can, you know, I don't. <laughs> I just looked at it, I was like, man, this is pretty interesting. I even wrote down this thing's very interesting. An RPG, mm-hmm. you can do tons of stuff later. It comes out later this year. So, um, hmm, I don't know. I just, I don't know anybody that has played a Rune Factory, but, uh, I don't either. I mean, I've, I've never played it, never just was drawn to it, never, never felt like it was a game for me. So, yeah. So I'll probably end up definitely looking into it. Uh, depends on how bad or how long Dragon Quest 11 has, has me, uh, sucked in because so far I'm getting Mario Maker. Bloodstain, Dragon Quest Eleven, and probably Rune Factory. But um, yeah. then we got Oni Naka, Oni Naka, an action RPG, and it's uh, Square Enix comes out this summer. Who just got finished releasing Lost Fear? You've heard me talk about it a million times. I am Setsuna as well, uh, and honestly, Lost Fear, I haven't played it, hadn't turned it on in a while, and I was recording it, thinking I was going to do a review on it, and I just lost interest. It's just so slow to start mm-hmm. off. And I think that's the way I am set soon it is too, is what I've heard. And then it kind of sucks you in. Yeah. But it's, mm, I mean, I don't know. You're going to have to do something. I'm not excited about it. I was excited about Lost Fear, but I'm not excited mm-hmm. about Oninaka. So I don't know. I'm going to eventually go back and play Lost yeah. Fear, but you know. Yeah. With the, yeah. With, the, you know, cause you had gotten me hyped to play Lost Fear. And then when I read some stuff about it, about how slow it is to start, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm the type of guy that's I like my instant gratification game. So I like a game that I can get a quick hit on like that, that'll draw me to it. And if it just doesn't have that, it's going to kind of be hard for me to draw into it. Yeah. So, so um, so yeah, it's out there coming out in the summer. So Yoshi's crafted world is another, uh, game coming out in March. So right around the corner next month and Yoshi's woolly world was the Wii U version, and it's just made out of yarn, and it has really cool graphics. And I liked Woolly World. It was pretty fun. Um, 
it's you find you know certain I don't even remember there's like certain yarn things there's like eight yarn things that you got to find throughout the stages and so many I don't even remember what the other item is like five of these other items but that's how you unlock stuff in the game it's kind of a search as you're playing through the platformer just like a Mario game or a Donkey Kong Country or something like mm-hmm. that it's fun I'm gonna end up getting it um well, you talk about Wooly World like that. It makes me think of the one game, and I, c- I cannot Kirby. think of the name of it. No, I can't. It's not Kirby. It's on. Uh, it's on PlayStation. Um, the oh, main character, little big Sack Boy. Little, yeah, Little Big Planet. And um, I've got it. I actually played it just for a little bit, and it just that kind of reminds me of Little Big Planet. Yeah, the graphics, but um, it's. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be fun. Those are just fun games to sit down and play. You have your kids play yeah. with you or whatever. So exactly. And since and since my son's starting to get to that level of where okay, I can start showing him a little bit of this. You know, it it draws my interest on that. And I've always loved Yoshi characters. Well, I mean, he was for the longest one of my favorite characters to play on Super Smash Brothers. Anytime I played a Mario that had him in it, I always like I got to get Yoshi because you know. If you've got Yoshi, you can have so much more you can do. It just, yeah, it's one of those things where you know, just the character alone kind of draws me to to want to look at the game. Yeah, and so uh, at this point in the in the uh, direct, I'm like, okay, we're gonna hear about some Metroid. We're gonna hear about you know, uh, well, we knew we knew it was gonna be Mario Maker two, but I was just really waiting for that Metroid to because they'd already mm-hmm. kind of they've already hinted it. We know it's in development. Oh yeah. Um. So anyway, so then we get Fire Emblem Three Houses. This comes out July 26, 2019. Um, Fire Emblem are, Fire Emblems are always collectible on every Nintendo system. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm certainly going to get this one. It looks great. It's a strategy-based, kind of like a tactics-based game. Um, there's three houses, which is called Three Houses. So you got to pick. You just, I, don't, I mean, I never watched or read any of the Harry Potters, but I know there's like some houses that you get to be, be in. Yeah, uh, and so you get, so you kind of pick that faction, and so I don't know how that's going to interact with the story, uh, but it, it looks they they spent a lot of time on this. This was kind of their highlight until the end. Of everybody knew Fire Emblem was going to be the highlight, mm-hmm. and uh, that's this is going to be a, a true Fire Emblem. They already had the Fire Emblem Warriors, which was just like you know the uh, mm-hmm. Zelda um, Hyrule Warriors. And so the Howard Warriors yeah. is actually really fun. I'm surprised they did come out on uh, Switch. I, I didn't get that mm-hmm. one, but uh, yeah, Howard Warriors is on Switch. And they don't go down in price, man. That's the problem. I was waiting for it to go no, down. No, nothing gosh. goes down. Nothing to you. You can get a little lucky during Black Friday yeah. because, like, I got picked up a few, but really, I mean, the only one that went on sale, a, a decent sale during that time was the Starlink game. And that's just because it was across all three consoles. Yeah, it's what Nintendo. And, they, and it dropped it. It wasn't just a Nintendo. So, yeah, the Nintendos are hard to get on even even a Black Friday sale. But the Fire Emblem, I'm kind of excited about it for it because I've always wanted to play a Fire Emblem and just never took the dive and jumped into one. And now seeing this, I'm like, okay, this is my thing. I'm going to do this because this is going to be an awesome game. I've always heard, I've always heard great things about it. It's, they're not like you, you hear great things, but you don't like the people that I've gamed with or, you know, that, that, that game around me, they don't play it. So it's kind of like, you know, one of those weird things of where you hear a lot about it, but you don't hear about it from the people you game with. Yeah. So really looking forward to jumping into that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump into that one. I just, I'm, I'm going to stick my teeth in that one. So, um, I'm going to just look here down this list some more. Uh, 
you remember we talked about how you know we've talked about it before the Super Nintendo is the RPG system, then it was the PlayStation mm-hmm. One, whatever. Uh, but so far, you know, just just this in this direct, you got Dragon Quest Four or Nine. <laughs> what am I saying? Dragon Quest Eleven, Eleven, Ruin Factory Four, and Five's in development. Onidaka, Fire Emblem, you know, and mm-hmm. Bloodstained. So you're what at five or so yep. already? Exactly. Um, so that is great. Um, this is a great uh, time. The, the Switch is crushing it, man. They even presented it really well. Mm-hmm. I, I love the way that they presented it. Just had the guy that uh, used to the, took Miyamoto's place or whatever, or at least mm-hmm. you know, and, he, and so he'd say, "Hey, check out, you know, our new." Uh, some of the new things on Switch, he'd snap, bloop, and it would have the um, sound of the commercial, you know, or, or whatever yeah. the little emblem. That's what it I sounded love, like. I, I love that they've done that. There's such a great marketing campaign with them. Is having that, you know, you see the little Nintendo Switch logo they have with the with the Joy Cons offset, and then all of a sudden they slide down and oh, click, yeah. and that click sound. I mean, you know, something good is fixing to hit when you hear that sound. It's just like. Oh, I gotta watch this. I mean, they, they, they've done great marketing with that. I mean, it really is. I, mean, I really love that. So here's one out of left field. They had uh, the next game, Tetris '99. Did you play <laughs> so, it? So no, I haven't played it yet because my um, my Switch is still in the case from my trip. I haven't taken it out yet. But God, I actually want to play it. I think it's gonna be kind of. I think it's gonna. I think it might be fun because it's like Nintendo's like, all right. We're gonna step into the battle royale game the way we know how to do it with yeah. Tetris. Yeah, Tetris and I'm battle like, royale. I was like, this is wild. I was like, how is that really gonna work? You know, playing like that. I don't know. Have you played it? I mean, yeah, it, I downloaded is it, it's it. It's playable, right? Yeah. yeah, it's free. It's free and able available now. So, and you know, it's my thoughts of Tetris. I mean, it's it's a puzzle game. I mean, it's not really much yeah. depth to it. It's just a puzzle, which it takes some skill. But I get it. But I put. On my little notes here, Tetris 99, online Tetris, exclamation, because <laughs> and I downloaded immediately and started playing it. And it's addicting, man. It's got electronic music and it's like, yeah. it's the Tetris music. And then it'll go 50 people left and it's like, that thing gets faster. And then I got down to the most, what did I get to? The first time I played it, I got 30th. And then I couldn't get to 30th for a long time. And then I figured out you could hold. Um, when a shape comes down, you can push L and it'll hold that shape. And that's how everybody was mm-hmm. crushing it. And so I started doing that and I got, got better. And I think I got to 20 something was the highest I ever got, but man, it, they're yeah. moving so fast. Those pieces starting to go fast at 20 mm-hmm. and, uh, man, it gets tough, but it'll be, t- it's going to be hard to get to one on there, but you can pick, I want to, so, you know, when you get a Tetris, you get four lines and then it shifts those four lines to somebody else. So it decides by either going to. KO, which I think that means somebody that's close to KO, mm-hmm. uh, or it goes to the people that are attacking you, or um, badge, and I don't know what that means, and something else. They can pick. You kind of pick uh, what which mm-hmm. one you want, who you want to attack, and it, it, you can tell. Like sometimes you'll be playing, it's like boom, 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 and people, are just, it's just stacking up so high. There's nothing you can do, and you're like, and I don't mean like, oh, it's getting fast, it's getting fast. I mean it's like, and you're done. Like everybody in the whole game attacked you or something. And so I'm still kind of figuring some of it out, but it is addicting and it's fun. You just go start into the game. It's really quick to start a new game, you know, easy to find people. So that's, and it's free. That's, people probably that's, pay 20 bucks for that game. Yeah. That's going to be one of those games where, you know, I'm sitting in the airport like, Hey, let me play this real quick. You know, I got 30 minutes, you know, instead of diving into the game to really getting hardcore in it. Cause that seems like one of those type of games. Just yeah, you know, let's play it real quick. 
have your headphones on, you know, so it's fast. Oh yeah, definitely. And then there's a bunch of uh, games that I don't know. Not, it's not big games. They kind of just went through this barrage of games. One of them I did, yeah. I did take note of because it was Grid Autosport. And at first I was like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe it's going to be like Gran Turismo or something. And it may be, but it said, let's it, put, it said all DLC included. And I put parentheses, stupid statement. Summer 2019. I mean, it's like. Is that the one that I put a video on our page about? I don't know. I th- maybe you did because because I shared one. I shared one that was kind of like the it's like the old school outrun probably game, and so uh, I thought it looked pretty cool. Oh, it may be, but, but yeah, all DLC included. I mean, you can say that about anything and just not release DLC mm-hmm. and be like, oh, see, we included all DLC, and I know what it's it's a marketing, you know, yeah, that's what I did, a marketing ploy there to try to make you think, oh man, this is you know they're not going to release any DLC. Cool. If you're not going to release any DLC, just say all DLC included, and it makes you think, oh, these are the good guys, you know. Yeah, this one's a Rise and Chase Turbo, is what I had put up. So I don't know if that's all right. And so anyway, so uh, Hellblade, Spring 2019. Hellblade is about, um, from my understanding, it's about a Viking girl. That probably goes through a lot of Viking lore in a, uh, it's like a God of War type of game, except for with Vikings. And my understanding is it's very brutal and very bloody and very violent. And it's got a little bit of like mythology. Like at one point it shows her attacking this big, huge ghost-like figure that runs out or looks like a, uh, looks like a human it looks i'm kind of somber talking about it because it's actually supposed to be pretty uh pretty gruesome and i'm pumped about it i think it's going to be great so um well hellblade was originally supposed to be on the playstation 4 console and um it came to xbox one in april of 2018 and then um GameSpot actually gave it an 8 out of 10 review calling it spellbinding and sympathetic game about loss and redemption. It was one of it was also one of GameSpot's top 10 games 2017. So, it looks like it could be a really fun game to play. I didn't know anything about it, so. Yeah, it, it, when I saw the girl, I knew right away which one it was and I knew that they were I thought that it was released for uh, Xbox and PlayStation, but um but anyway, so then you got Mortal Kombat 11 coming out in April. Like, cool, yeah. another Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat 10, wasn't a big fan of. Too much DLC. Ton of DLC to, to, uh, that they're trying to get you to, to buy. Not unlocking all the fighters on per and mm-hmm. just locking stuff behind net. Nah, wasn't a fan. I was going to get 10 until I heard about that. So 11, you better come correct. Well, my, my fear with it is, is, you know, you see all this stuff where they're adding like Jason and Freddy and all this into it. I'm like, that's not Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like, they're not Mortal Kombat. That, that's like, to me, just kind of like burned it. Because, I mean, when you see Leatherface in there, I'm like, no, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, those are Mortal Kombat people. You know, Shao Kahn, those are Mortal Kombat people. You're throwing in some random horror characters in there. It just kind of it took away from Mortal Kombat. It almost like reduced Mortal Kombat to a, a gimmick game at that point for me. Yeah, I mean, that didn't bother me. Mine was just all the DLC, and I played the one on... Um, actually got... Which one do I have? It's the one that's just called Mortal Kombat. Um, and it came out... This is on the Vita, and it, that one was fun. I mean, it's got a pretty pretty in-depth story mode in terms of the story. Now, you don't really... Mm-hmm. You know, you don't... Um, 
pick a fighter and then develop them or anything. You just kind of go through this, the tournament, and then you sometimes you'll, you know, it's Johnny Cage's story. You have to fight somebody as Johnny Cage, and it'll change things to Scorpion's story, and you're going through it, and you have to fight a Scorpion or whatever. It was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And I've played that one before. Um, I think I rented it at some point. And because uh, you got the graveyard that you unlock uh, with these coins and stuff, you can unlock stuff. And that's where they kind of started this. I think you could get points or coins or whatever you could pay for DLC. I don't know. But anyway, Mortal Kombat, uh, that's, I played that one and I enjoyed it. And I was expecting Mortal Kombat 10 is just going to, you know, be even better. Mm-hmm. And I never touched 10 because I just heard it was almost, it was like almost the same backlash as uh, Battlefront got. Obviously not yeah. as bad. But um, it was uh, bad enough. It got hit pretty hard, yeah. Bad enough that it had, um, you know, a bunch of people writing about it. So, and then, uh, so yeah, that comes out in April. Unraveled Two comes out in March, and it's a, you know, it looks like a Switch game, a green and a, mm-hmm. or excuse me, a blue and a red little yarn person working as a team to get through the level. Uh, not not too. Yeah, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it's probably fun, but not 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 don't care. Uh, Assassin's Creed Three remastered. Yep, don't care. <laughs> well, well, I know you don't care about this, but just for our listeners out there that do like Assassin's Creed, what's cool about this is not only do you get Assassin's Creed th- or Three in there, but you also get the rem- it'll include a remaster of the PlayStation Vita title Assassin's Creed Three Liberation and the Tyranny of King Washington DLC. So you basically will get a lot of game out of that one. So if you're a Assassin's Creed fan, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, it'll be good for you. Um, the only Assassin's Creed I ever played was Origins. Everybody knows my story of riding on a camel for forever. So. You know, I just don't, I'm not a fan of Switch release, or coming out with these old games, you know, Assassin's Creed 3, and they're going to release it, and like, oh, cause, okay, it's old. Uh, even I, Elder I, Scrolls, kind of, it's like, dude... I'm kind of 50-50 on it because it's like, okay, is it a game that I really loved and now I can have it portable? Or is it a game that I never played that I wanted to play? Now I have it on a system that I feel a little more accessible to. Or am I like, really, you're just porting over something, you know, so much, trying yeah, to... exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's I kind of have these mixed feelings about every time I hear one. It's because it's like, do I really want to jump on it? Do I even really care about it? I was like, wait, but it's portable. So yeah, that's kind of the only. That's a good point. I mean, if it's something I cared about, maybe. Um, and before we jump into these last two, uh, and speaking of portable, play uh, Final Fantasy VII coming out. Final Fantasy IX is available today, and this is something that they did that mm-hmm. I really liked. They were releasing games on the on the direct, and made them available the day that they announced them. That was really cool. Now the problem though with Final Fantasy Nine is is they released the version that has all the bugs in it. Uh, what bugs? Uh, like the PC. What was I, I was reading about it? It was like the PC version or something. Like one of the versions that had bugs in it, and I don't know what all the bugs are. I didn't really get deep into it. I was just reading about it and just hit the top line yeah, of it. I don't think it's anything so, game breaking. I mean, it's they all like Final Fantasy Three on a Super NES Mini has it's the original version. So it still has, you know, some of the bugs, but that's kind of the charm of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know about the PC version of nine, but uh, I have it on my Vita, so I yeah, I think they said PC. I couldn't remember. Um, but I mean, also too, be looking out because they're also going to be bringing um, ten, ten two, twelve, 
to uh, uh, 12 the Zodiac Age all to the Switch and Xbox One this year. So they're going to be bringing all of that to there. So you're getting not only all of that, and then they're also, too, you're looking at the um, port of Final Fantasy, the Crystal Chronicles coming over as well. So, I mean, <laughs> they actually got a lot of Final Fantasy they're bringing over. And there's been some rumors that Final Fantasy VIII is going to be brought over as well. Yeah. So you're looking at 7, 8, 9, 10, 10, 2, uh, what did I say? Uh, and 12. I mean, you're looking at a lot of Final Fantasy there, especially if you're a Final Fantasy fan. You're going to have a lot there in your hand to get ready to play. So There's a part of me that's kind of like, you know, if I mean, have them on Vita, I have 8 and I have 9. I didn't get 7 again. I got like, I literally got two copies of 7 here and I got a sealed copy of 8, actually. Um, but uh, if I haven't played it in a long time, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, that'd be cool," and then just check it out on Switch. You know, that's only you know obviously that'd be better. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of wonder how many people that are into these games have not played them. You know, I guess there's it's actually more people a lot that have that have never experienced them. Well, it's funny because like I was talking to someone over at our uh, one of the game exchanges that are around here, and mentioned to them about the podcast about us starting to look at doing Final Fantasy and stuff like that. They're like, "Oh, you got to do Final Fantasy 15. That was the best one." I'm like. <laughs> How, which Final Fantasies have you played? They're like, well, we started with twelve, and then we played. Yeah, thirteen. I'm like, so basically, I was like, I was like, basically, you've had like no Final Fantasy experience then, so you haven't played Final Fantasy two on Nintendo. I mean, on Super Nintendo. They're like, no, I didn't know that there was one on Super Nintendo. I was like, well, yeah, you had two on Super Nintendo, and then you're going through all the details on it, and they're like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, go back and play some real Final Fantasy. So <laughs> it's yeah. just kind of funny funny seeing, you know, people get hype about these newer ones. Although 10 is one of my absolute favorites of it. You know, I, 10, 8, 7, loved all those. 9, I just didn't too much care for. I don't know why I couldn't get into 9. I just because never really could the do. The reason is, is because, at least even back then, I remember why. Because the main protagonist has a tail. Like, why? Why does he got a tail? He's not a special creature that we know of maybe he is but he's got a tail all right uh they have you know all that some of the main characters are animals you know like Mm -hmm. the moles and stuff like that and you're like dude where did this come from it's not like fran you know in final fantasy 12 where she's a particular race they're little animals and you're talking to hippopotamuses and stuff like that it's not you know fran is not, not an animal that you will see out into the wild but I love Dragon Ball Z, and I love Dragon Ball series. The whole time, all of the Dragon Balls, and the main character of the first series of Dragon Ball has a tail. The theory behind it is, is their tail is their power. You know, you never see it in. You see it once or twice in Dragon Ball. You never really see it in Dragon Ball Z because he doesn't have his tail. Then when they do GT, it's just crazy stuff. But like, I liked characters that had that and that that fit that. But why did I not like this one? I guess because, like you said, (laughs) never really see the power. But it's like when I see the character and the way that it was kind of drawn, I feel like it just kind of was out of place for all the other Final Fantasies. Because you look at 8 just right before it. To me, when I saw those characters, I was like, man, these are some awesome-looking characters. Squall looked amazing. You know, got great, especially from then, just great graphics. And then you go to this, and it's like, 
you, you went from you went from well not even that you went <laughs> well, from you went is. from I know what you're you went saying. from you went from squall this person to this like cartoonish Hippo. drawing <laughs> you know you 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 went back to like okay let me put corona trigger graphics into well there's a reason Final Fantasy for that not and i was just like why just never to me it just i was like why well there, there's a reason for that which i'll get into in a second but my point is like nobody looked at final fantasy and goes with the final fantasy nine he's got a tail oh i like dragon ball z he's got a tail i love this final fantasy my point is exactly what you're saying uh the final fantasies i don't i cannot remember a final fantasy that had an animal character and so, so that you know does what, not fit in the Final Fantasy universe. And so you know what happened? This is this is this is what happened. And I hope you remember and know what I'm talking about when I mention this. They decided to go grab an improbability drive and throw it in onto this. And you're probably looking at me now like, yeah. what in the world are you That's talking about? Improbability drive. Stuff. One of my most favorite movies and books is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And in it, they have an, it what's called an improbability drive. It's improbable for them to have those characters in Final Fantasy series. Exactly. It's just totally randomness. It's and like so that. I really, they apply the improbability drive for all my all people listening out there. Final Fantasy Nine. If you haven't played it, they applied the improbability drive on it, and this is what happened. It's like on um, Lord of the Rings. I think it's the second one where they're Le- Legolas is looking for the orcs. And then the the horses come by and he like grabs the right side of the horse, but swings around to the left side and gets on his back. Obviously CGI, but it looks, mm-hmm. everybody laughs at it. And my girlfriend at the time uh, loved the Lord of the Rings series. And I'd say something about it and she'd get mad. Well, it's not nothing's. Yeah, there's no magic either and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, in real life. So why is that a big deal? It's because there has to be a level of believable physics uh-huh. in the game that this denies. This one instance denies the thing. It's like Gandalf pulling out a nuclear bomb and dropping it from a B-52 on, uh, you know, on um, whatever it's, uh, whatever the final guy. On the, on the, on the Balrog, you know. Yeah, and then like, boom. Well, it's not real anyway. You know, it's that doesn't fit in the universe. It's the improbability drive that you're talking about. Exactly. And you so just can't have. That's why nobody liked it. But the reason all the characters went back is because and I don't know the guy's name, and I don't know any of these names. It's like, uh, but he, the guy that did it, it was his final, final. He was been making. He's made all the Final Fantasies up to this point, and it was his final, final fantasy, and he wanted to take it back to the to the roots so they kind of made the characters back they went jumped back because you know final fantasy 8 had the junction system final fantasy 7 uh-huh. had the materia system and now final fantasy 9 had the let's level up and they had to you hook up your you know the the, the gear based skills which you had to you could learn the skills if you wore the gear long enough and then it would be a permanent addition to your character which is great but mm-hmm. the animals man it's just oh man anyway we got off track but yeah. That, that's what threw me off for sure, and that's what made me not well, like it as much. But it was a good game. I, I finished it, it and enjoyed it. It. It, it. it threw us off because Final Fantasy is one of our big passions. So, um, <clears throat> so next game, and it's going a buzz on Twitter, like oh crazy. yes. It's just to me, um, I was more like, eh, we'll see. Astral <laughs> Chain, and I just put a ton of Japanimation. Because it's one of those, you know, if you like Japanimation, you will love Astral Chain. It's just your two cops and you're running around 
throw a chain out, pull one to you, just beat them up with these crazy combos and run on. All this kind of craziness, but they had that uh, Fist of the North Star. That's the exact same type mm-hmm. of thing. Nobody nobody talked about that one. Uh, but Astral Chain, um, you know, who knows? It could be a great game. I'm not saying it's not, but it just did not. People are going nuts over it. Oh, my gosh. I can't, this is out of, cause it's out of the blue. Nobody has ever was waiting on it. Nobody knew about mm-hmm. it. And then everybody's like, oh, this game is just going to be sick. And it's just like, man, yeah, maybe. But it's just an action run around 3D yeah, world. My, my, my reaction was, and we have a joke with this one guy that we work with at uh, at my office. And he, all, he always, you know, whenever we ask him, you want to do something, he goes, meh. And I'm like, when I look at this game, I'm like, eh. Yeah, that's it's just kind of, eh. I'm like, it just doesn't. It looks it, like a Bayonetta just, type of me. action. Uh, yeah. But. I didn't play that one either. I'm not a huge fan of those. It's just yeah. it's, it's hard. It's it's one of those hard things to kind of get into. Like it's like that whole Devil May Cry stuff. It's just kind of like, uh eh. I mean, like, the action oh, I like and all that. that's great, but I mean, it's like I mean, I can only run and yeah. push Y too so many times, and then push X to mm-hmm. grapple, and push Y, X, X, you know, and it's like, dude, I'm done. Then a big ball, so I got to just dodge his hammer. Just hitting down, he's just like hundred times bigger than me, and I climb up his leg, beat him up, and jump down. I mean, it's just the same old thing over and over. If I really want to mash just one button over and over repeatedly and have fun with it, I'm going to play Super Smash Brothers or Sonic or Sonic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Super Smash Brothers is on my head, you know, just because of you know one of my all-time favorites and so and then, so. The, then the guy goes all right we're gonna release one final game so you're like okay it's gonna be metroid but you know whatever it is you know it's gonna be big yeah and then it goes to this cartoon waves and you're like what is this gonna be so awesome and it's just cartoon waves and then you see a cartoon link and you're like what and then it jumps to the new legend of zelda Link's awakening remaster for the switch and it's a whole different type of animation whole different type it looks like those old christmas movies rudolph the it red-nosed reindeer awesome. and stuff like that those uh, claymation things i think it's i do too i thought i thought it was great i love that animation style i'm looking forward to playing it i'm so gonna jump all over that i mean it just looks so clean and crisp bringing a whole new look to Link's Awakening. I mean, because it's it, Link's Awakening was a top-down, kind of looked like, you know, it reminds me of, um, what's the one for it? Link to the Past. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it's it's got that whole, you know, new vibe to it because it's, it's a top-down, but it's like at an angle where you can have that 3D representation of it. So, yep. I really look forward to playing that, you know. Yeah, and that whole startup... Go watch that startup if you hadn't seen it yet, because it's just the animation to that looks so good, and it's a complete recreation of the startup of Link's Awakening, just with a really amazing drawing graphics there. I mean, it was just really cool. So they had to make Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, black and white, or whatever, monochrome, whatever, green, different shades of green, and... uh so they really had to focus on the fun factor, which they did for all the Game Boy games. Um, so this game is designed with that fun factor in mind, and now you got the graphics to it, and probably some new stuff mm-hmm. added too. Um, I, I liked the uh, animation, and I jumped on Twitter again, and uh, I, I'm back on Twitter, by the way, if you can't tell, um, just to get video game news now. And I've kind of interacted with a few people, and it's pretty fun. But we, so. Uh, but uh, so I'm on there now again. Hollywood Cole still the same. 
I tried to change my name to Hollywood Cole hates Twitter. It wouldn't let me. Um, it just yeah, it says you can't you can't do that. I see you shaking you, you your can't, head. You can't, you can't you can't put you can't put hate on Twitter. Yeah, you, exactly. you can't. You can't. They, they they won't let you hate Twitter. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and uh, the first thing I saw was: Is there ever going to be a graphics model for Zelda that people aren't complaining about? Which so I mean, so, why would you complain about that claymation thing? It looks fine. It looks cool. But I mean, some people aren't going to like it. I'm sure. I mean, but you know, Wind Waker was the same way. Everybody's like, eh, cause it, but Wind Waker was valid because prior to Wind Waker, they had just released a, uh, you know, a Zelda more mature looking Zelda. Like we thought for mm-hmm. sure, this is going to be a new, more mature Zelda. And they released this cartoony kid Zelda again. And everybody's like, what? And of course it fits the universe and it holds up today because of that graphic style. But, uh, so this one is, uh, this was going to be great. Uh, this, I don't know when did it say it came out. Uh, probably was it, end of uh, the year. I think it was toward fall. Let me look at it again real quick. Yeah, probably fall. Uh, but uh, that that's definitely going to be a, a a great game to have on the Switch. That just that was the icing on the cake for this whole Nintendo Direct. Mario Maker Two is going to get Ultimate Alliance maybe, Bloodstains for sure, Dragon's Quest Eleven for sure, probably Rune Factory, and I may even get Oninaki. Uh, just Yoshi's, later 2019 is what it said Yoshi's Crafted World Fire Emblem Hellblade and Zelda that's nine games in this Nintendo Direct that I'm going to have to buy I'm gonna be poor yeah <laughs> this, is this a, Nintendo this Nintendo Direct is gonna make me poor nine games I mean, times it really is, is $500 I mean, just, $540 <laughs> <laughs> on Nintendo it's games make me poor this year it's gonna make me poor I mean that's, that's awesome I mean, so, I'm not going to go trade in any of my other games to try to get games. That's stupid. No, uh, no but that's, that's it's awesome, though. That's great. It's great to show see that Nintendo is doing that when you have the rumblings of PS5 coming up, you know, Xbox One or Xbox Two, whatever they're going to call their new Xbox, you know. And they're like, you know what? No, we're fixing to pump out some good content. And they're just dumb. I mean, they yeah, dump content. It, man. If you saw I mean, this lineup awesome. and you didn't have a Switch, you would buy one. Exactly. You should. I was a little sad, though, that I didn't hear anything about the possibility of um, the next edition of the Switch, you know, because there's been rumblings of it. That's about yeah. the only thing that, but I mean, I think everybody's going to be kind of like, eh, until they hear about it. Yeah, I don't so. think it's going to be anything. It's just like all the other. It's either going to be a smaller version, different screen, a little bit more battery life. It's not anything that's just going to be well, so it's gonna flashy. Be a pro. It's going to be a pro. That's yeah. what it is. It's going to be a Nintendo Switch Pro, basically. So if you had your PS4 and your PS4 Pro, that's yeah. basically what you're looking at for the Switch. Not I mean, real it's going to be something to be advertised. I mean, it's something to, to make a yeah. big thing out of. But um, I mean, the Switch is fantastic. This, well, I mean, I'm like, why are you having to do that? I mean, I can understand the better battery life and the more memory, the built-in memory. But you don't have to have 4K graphics on it. When I play it on my 4K TV, it looks absolutely stunning. You know, when I play it in handheld mode, it's still absolutely stunning. You know, I don't feel like I'm losing anything. Yeah. And so, um, but. Yeah, so a lot of games to buy. I'm not going to trade games in either. I don't really do that unless it's just unless it's something like Destiny. I traded in, but um, that's only that's like the last game that I traded in. But uh, I don't trade games in. I, mean, I like to collect them, uh, physical copies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just the reason I bring that up is because I just saw this thing today, and man, I debated on even bringing it up on this podcast, but it just has to be said because I just saw it while it's fresh on my mind. Go ahead. Uh, 
these for so talking about video games, doing a podcast about video games and watching video game news and getting involved in Twitter. I never had a Twitter until we started doing this podcast. Um, and, uh, I don't even think I didn't even have an Instagram. Well, I did for the, for war horse, but, uh, but anyway, you start seeing these trends. There's, it's like a certain group of people that are popular in video game circles. Like, you know, um, anger video game nerd, which he's not going to fit into what I'm talking about. But angry video game nerd, you got uh, beat 'em ups, you got um, I don't know, there's a bunch of different ones. Metal Jesus, uh, and he doesn't fit in this this one either. There's a couple of them that are just kind of outsiders, but mm-hmm. there's a, a some more that are all in this camp of it's cool to hate on certain things in video games, and one of those things apparently is GameStop, uh. And people in the, our circle love to hate on GameStop. For some reason, they think it's cool to hate on the main, probably because it's just mainstream. Um, and they're trying to talk about how you know, GameStop's going out of business now. GameStop's going out. They tried to sell itself, and it would not sell. Nobody would buy it, and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't think it's going out of business, but I don't know why that is. I was, I was literally thinking, is there is there a way that, before we start about GameStop, is there is there literally a list that I can do a podcast on that about the things that it's cool to hate on if you are in this gaming scene or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could easily do a list on that. I mean, because it's all you hear about it, people hating on it. Because, I mean, you hear people hating about GameStop all the time. It's like every time I pull up something, they're like, oh, GameStop sucks so bad. You know, they only gave me 10 cents on a game that I paid $59 for. I'm like, yeah, but how long did you play that game for? How much time and effort did you put into that game? You know how you know how much did you enjoy it? They're like, yeah, well, they're going to turn around and sell it for fifty four dollars now instead of fifty nine. I'm like, well, that's your crazy self for wanting to go trade it in in the first place. You know, well, these people are but, like wanting GameStop to fail, and so um, I don't know why. I like GameStop, um, and th- so they were trying to do a to do a point. Then it was just, this video was just released like a few hours ago, uh, and. Um, like something like Sears reported, I don't remember these companies. I'm just kind of making them up, but it was something like this. They're big companies. Sears reported a 4% loss, uh, this year. Um, you know, Walmart or something reported like a 1% loss this year. Oh, it was a bad year. And everybody reported a little bit of loss. So I said, we're going to go to GameStop. And I'm like, Oh gosh, it's going to be like 20%. They reported a 5% increase in revenue, but their stock park price keeps going down because it's inevitable because digital games are getting more popular amongst the younger generation, older guys like us, we like to collect. And so the reason it went down is because they didn't hit their third quarter mark because they thought it was going to be better. Well, sorry for being so optimistic. It didn't do as good as we thought. So it's down. The biggest thing they got going for them, they got like over 500, again, it's like $450 million, something like that in debt. And so somebody made a lot of bad CEO decisions Mm -hmm. at some point, and that could hurt them bad. They're still like what eight? I don't remember what eight thousand GameStops worldwide, eighty five hundred yeah. GameStops worldwide, or something. It ain't going anywhere soon. Well, that's the thing with GameStop. If they restructured themselves and did not follow the whole Walgreens model of putting one on every single cor- street corner, yeah, they would actually be doing great. They'd probably be killing it. If they didn't have one on every street corner, I mean, I'm, I live in a small area, and I mean, I can't count how many. GameStops I can drive by when I'm in, in, in a certain area. When I was in San Antonio, 
looking at going trying to visit visit game stores and i'm sorry guys i didn't get a chance to visit any game stores but all of them were just too far away out in san antonio unless i wanted to go to gamestop and i'm not going to a gamestop for y'all <laughs> i just no yeah they're they're all the same so but when i pulled up the map of san antonio for game for game stores i'm like oh my gosh there's like 30 games game stops in san antonio do you really need 30 game stops in San Antonio? I mean, it's just crazy how many they were. And that's within like a 15 mile radius. It just was insane. And I'm like, that's why GameStop is hurting right there. It's because they decided to do follow the Walgreens model of putting one on every street corner. GameStop's not a bad place. I mean, a lot of the times you get great deals on games there. So you know why hate on GameStop? You know I really think they're hating on it because they're jealous because they're not getting some of that GameStop revenue. Yeah, probably. I don't know what it is, man. Um, I don't like that they didn't support local stuff like we talked about that one podcast. Yeah, that's gonna hurt them it, bad. If, if GameStop bad would move. support local, yeah. If Game GameStop would support local, which at one time they did, that's why I went to GameStop to try to get them to advertise for us. Uh, just put a flyer in the window. I mean, just tape it up. You got real estate right there. And literally, it was so funny. Like, I talked to the manager at the time, and they had flyers in the window, and their regional manager was coming in at the time. And the next day, every single one of the flyers were ripped out of the window. So it's like, why are you doing that? That's like killing your business. That's going to hurt your business. I still would, I still support GameStop even after that happened because they're a good store. I get friendly service there. You know, it's not like Amazon. Amazon, I just order and it drops off at my doorstep. Yeah, that's great, but it's nice to have human interaction. People get off your couches, get out from behind your computer screens, go freaking buy a game from a person and quit buying a game from a computer. Well, cool, man. All right, well, there you go. That's Nintendo Direct. Uh, trying to keep you up to date a little bit more with um, some of the news uh, lately uh, so you can come here and also be informed as well as reminisce sometimes. But we decided this one on a whim since it just dropped, and hope you guys got a little bit of knowledge. If you didn't get to see the Nintendo Direct, you kind of understand a little bit about what came out. And if you got a Switch, you're excited. And if you don't, you're excited about getting one. So you better be. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, appreciate you guys listening. Take care. Take care, everyone.